Thank you, Brett. <laughs> Every time I hear this song, I just think, I love you, Grandma. <laughs> Look at them donkey butt and them big old legs. I ain't too hard to beg. Ain't no shame in my game. I'm a break it down to bed uh, like Jane. We need we should pay for someone's grandma to <laughs> sing that song now. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so dumb. Welcome to After Listen to Music Reaction and Discovery Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Terrio. And I'm Brennan Lee. Today we're going to be talking about songs that have a special meaning to us on a personal level. One of the powers of music, just like smell, is the ability to transport you back to a specific memory or feeling. And these songs do that for us. They have like a special spot in our heart because of it. And we wanted to share those memories with you and feelings with you guys as well. But first, we have to begin with our necessary disclaimers. Number one, we respect everyone's opinion, regardless of how wrong it may be. Number two, we respect everyone's memory or feeling that a song gives, regardless if you don't feel the same or not. Number three, some of the songs may have explicit lyrics and may, you know, we may refer to them during the discussion or may slip out in just casual conversation. So be warned. Uh, Number four, we're just talking about the music, not the artist's real life issues or what have you during that time or whatever. And number five. If you really want to hear the songs discussed in the podcast episode, check the show notes for the specific link um, to our YouTube playlist, and you can listen to the songs there. Um, it may be beneficial for you to listen to the songs first, but, you know, we want to keep you here. So you can listen to the episode, pause, and go listen to the playlist and then come back, or listen to the episode first, and then, you know, listen to the music afterwards. It's your call. Yeah, either way, you got context, additional context, you know. When you listen exactly. to the music first and then us, you have the, the context of the music. If you listen to us and then the music, you have the context of what we're talking about today. So, Absolutely, absolutely. All right, all right. So let's get into it. Um, did you want to go first or did you want me to go first? I guess I can go first. I don't really mind. Okay. We just want to just start at the top and just kind of bounce back and forth. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Well, my very first song is actually the song that kind of spawned this topic discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, so the song is When the Children Cry by White Lion. It came out in 1987 off the album Pride. Okay. Uh, if you're not familiar with White Lion, they're a Danish-American glam rock band from the 80s, early 90s. I'm sure probably a lot of people are familiar, at least someone with the song, because it's still very much like a, in my opinion, this is like one of the songs you might hear like in the grocery store at like a a CVS or Walgreens or something, right? You know, it just Mm -hmm. comes on. So why I chose this song is, I think you know this, but if you don't, you're also going to learn with the audience here. I am technically, like my full name has the second, like the two I second suffix at the end right Mm -hmm. a lot of people see that and they assume i'm named after my dad i'm actually named after my uncle my dad's brother who passed away in 89 Uh, yeah he drowned off the uh, gulf of texas and at the time of his passing 
And this is something my dad has told me most of my life. You know, I remember being a small kid, like listening or watching him listen to this and just like be teary eyed and emotional. This was one of, if not my uncle's favorite song at the time of his passing. And so just that alone, every time I hear this song come on somewhere random or if it just pops up, you know, on a random like classic rock playlist, it just evokes like a lot of feelings for me. Like I'm, I'm, you know, for my namesake, what it means to my dad, what it means for my family at large. And it's just like an emotional song, just a little bit, I feel like on, just on its own, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the topic that it's talking about is, you know, like the world's messed up. It's a messed up place. You know, people out here killing each other for reasons we can't fathom a lot of times. And that's the world we're like giving our children and we're expecting them to just come in and like rebuild and, and fix our problems. Um, so yeah, man, this, this, every time I hear this song, it just has, it's like just wrapped in a, a few layers of emotions for me. Like I, I have this specific memory being a, a very small child, like four or five years old and my dad just like just blasting. It was just me and him at home, I think. And he was just like blasting this like throughout the entire house and just kind of like, I don't remember if he was like actually crying, but he was definitely like in that like crying, the grieving, you know, state. just like releasing, yeah, the grieving, releasing emotion uh, type behavior. Um, and like as a young kid, you know, obviously didn't understand like what's going on, why is is my dad crying? Is everything okay? And that's that was the first time he like sat down and explained like, well, this was your uncle who you're named after his favorite song. And every time I hear it, it makes me think of him and just how much I miss him and how much I loved him and and you know all that stuff. So yeah, this was because I had heard it at work a few times within the not so recent time. Um, it had just kind of been on my mind. Like every time I, like I said, I, I hear the song, just all those thoughts and feelings, it's kind of like come crashing down on me. So as I was listening to it at work, it's kind of where I spawned the idea for this, this topic of like, Oh man, you know, there's so many songs that just have a deeper meaning, like a deeper personal meaning to us that anyone else can hear the song, but they won't have that because they haven't had the experience you've had. They haven't, you know, they didn't have the moment where that song was a pivotal role or whatever it is. And yeah, this is just the, for me, this is like the kind of like epitome of this, this whole topic. Wow. Um, (laughs) That's, that's very touching. And um, (laughs) dude, we must be like kindred spirits or something. Um, because to tie into your song, my next song, um, I, I Want to Be a Baller by Little Troy, is actually a song that's dedicated to my uncle as well. So um, I was maybe like around 13 when uh, my uncle passed away um, in a motorcycle accident. Hmm. Um, so, and at the time of his passing. That was one of his favorite songs? That was one of his favorite songs. That is Serendipity. <laughs> that we're both, that is, we both chose a song about that we're, we're, with absolutely. similar backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so that was um, um, a song that my late my late uncle Brent um, he had his uh, Toyota pickup truck, and um, I'll never forget it was like a little small Toyota uh, pickup truck. I think it was like a Tundra or something, and he scratched all the letters off except for the yo. <laughs> <In the middle>. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's so, great, dude. Yeah, and, you know, here I am, Terry Yo. Um, so, which is also serendipitous as well. Yeah, it is. Um, There's a lot of that. Yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it was um that that, that was one of his songs, and he was very young. He was like maybe like twenty three um, mm. at the time when he passed. Much um, too young. Yeah, way too young, and um, my mom's baby brother. So, 
So a lot of baggage on that because that was like, I mean, of course I had death in the family prior to that, but like that was like one of the major ones that kind of like really, really hurt. Um, yeah. Because like the ones that passed prior to that, you know, they were elderly, so it was kind of to be expected. But um, with my uncle Brent, uh, we actually hung out the week before, just me and him. And um, out of all my uncles, I will say he was one of the, the ones that actually kind of really took me under his wing. Um, mm-hmm. He always said something to me. He said something to me that um, stuck with me. You know, he was like, you know, you're young, you're very smart up here, pointing at my head. But then he was like, but I want you to get smarter here, pointing at my hand. So me and him were supposed to work on his, his motorcycle that weekend, um, that week, the following week. Um, and we hung out and went riding around with him. Uh, I never got on a motorcycle. Um, I was not not about that life. Um, but, um, you know, he sadly died that weekend. Um, Man. Yeah. So that kind of really took me, really, really hurt me hard with that one because I was looking forward to that. Um, cause you know, during my summers in Alabama, you know, that was, you know, my, my little retreat, my little getaway. But then I was like, oh man, I get to kick it with my uncle and we get to work on his, you know, do, do some mechanic stuff or whatever else. And never got a chance to do that. So, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's where that song, Little Troy, Wanna Be a Baller, Shot Collar. I will say that was, <laughs> uh, I will say up top, I liked once again, you know, we knocked out of the park with the playlist. All these songs were great. Like you and me were kind of texting earlier in the week about how we were just like singing along to all of them and stuff. This one mm-hmm. was, I, I might change my mind on this, but I feel like this one was my favorite mm-hmm. throughout the week. Just, this was definitely the one where I was like, just like really getting into, especially like the chorus. Wanna be mm-hmm. a baller. Like just, it's so good. <laughs> I, I'd never heard the song before. Um, oh, Oh yeah, this song came out around ninety nine. So I think yeah. it was like ninety eight, ninety nine. Monica passed in um, ninety nine when that happened. So, so it's been a while. I mean, I still think about them. You know, time heals. You know, all the emotions or whatever. But you know, every now and then, especially this week, listening to you know the different songs on the playlist. Um, when this song came on, I'm just like, ooh, okay, here comes that memory. But you know, again, it's it's good memories. I mean, I still have fond memories of him. I mean, I was like I said, I was. Teen, early teens, preteens when that happened, but you know, um, our family were still laughing and joking. And if he was still here, and if if my other uncle was still here as well, Uncle Tracy, if he was still here, um, we'll still be laughing and cutting up even harder than we already do. So, you know, I read something just within the past week or two that is, I think, pretty poignant. You know, time does heal all wounds, but it leaves behind scars when it does so. Facts. And those don't ever really go away. Carry those pretty much the rest of your life. You know, yeah. Much like, you know, like what we're talking about. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, like I was telling, uh, I was texting you earlier this week. I didn't want to make this a super, super heavy episode, but I'm glad we both, again, I had no idea that that White Lion song was attributed to your uncle and the backstory behind that. So, I'm learning along with everybody else. Um I don't know what the rest of your songs are dedicated to. That is, but I, I know for me. I think that's me, my most emotional. Yeah, that, yeah that's so, my heaviest, at least. I'll say ex- yeah. exactly. Yeah, so mine. That's that's the heaviest for me. So I don't want people to be like, "Oh God, we're, we're going to be here for a tearjerker episode." This isn't like us playing uh, Adele, somebody like you. Like it's not no. going to be one of those kind of moments. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it was, there's some happier memories for me on this playlist. Um, before before I move on to my next pick, though, I do just because anytime I, I my uncle and his passing comes up, I always feel it's remiss to not mention. So 
because he drowned due to a riptide current, I always make sure just a quick PSA for anyone who's going to be at, I know the summer's like over at this point pretty much, but if anyone's going to be like at the beach anytime in the future and you, if you're out in the water and you notice the water current is just like literally like pulling you away from the shore faster than you can swim to it. Don't keep tiring yourself out trying to swim back to the shore, swim parallel to the shore, swim left or right until you stop filling that pool. And then you can swim back to the, to the shore. Cause so many people drown because they try and fight that current, even like Olympic level swimmers, you can't fight a rip current. It's it's just a force of nature. You can't beat nature. Um, so yeah, hopefully that will help save a life if you're ever out in the ocean water and get caught by a riptide. Swim left or right. Okay, and before you move on, um, I should follow suit as well. Um, drivers, be mindful of motorcyclers, yes. mo- motorcyclists. Um, give them extra room. Is your vehicle versus them? Also, in the same breath, if you're riding a motorcycle, don't be stupid. Don't be that person driving in between cars, trying to get to the you know red light before everybody else. We're all on the same road together. Just you know, be cautious, be cognizant of that. Because, yeah, you know, I just I beseech everybody: just drive defensively. Yes. Drive with the notion of like everyone around me is a crazy madman, and I need to be the responsible driver here to make sure no one gets hurt. If everyone on the road drove like that, there would be far, far, far fewer accidents. Agreed. However, asterisk, don't be that slow-ass person driving no, no, 35 no. miles under the speed limit because you will get ran the hell over. You will. But, you know, be be careful yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'll just I'll move right on to my, my next pick here. Uh, Mad Sounds by Arctic Monkeys. Okay. Off of their 2013 album, AM. Okay. First of all, let me just say, as a, as a whole album, are you familiar with Arctic Monkeys with this album? Mm-hmm. What well, well, not this album in particular, but I am vaguely familiar with Arctic Arctic Monkeys. I have listened to some of that music. Oddly enough, this is how my ignorance is. I I count I, I get Arctic Monkey. God damn, why can I not speak today? I tend to get Arctic Monkeys and Imagine Dragons mixed up in my head for some reason. Really. I don't they know. They sound why. nothing alike. In they my sound head. nothing alike. But like Very I would think sounds. of, I would think of the name. I'm like, oh yeah, what's that one band? I was like, oh yeah, Magic Dragon. No, that's not them. That's Arctic Monkeys. So I just completely just, just the naming. I just get those two mixed up in my head somehow. Well, okay. I don't know how to fix that for you, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just need to listen to more Arctic Monkeys because I will say this album. Like I know we've talked about before, just you know our appreciation and love of albums that are like whole packaged products of art instead of a bunch of singles slapped together mm-hmm. am is one of those albums i can just sit down press play listen from track one to track 13 or 14 i forgot how many songs total are on there but and just listen to literally every single one and love every single song on the entire album um like i put it for me personally on my own personal list it's like top five albums like all time okay that being said, why I picked this song in particular, Mad Sounds, because it is not like by any means my favorite song off that album, but it played a somewhat, I guess, pivotal role in my my younger youthful days. Um, essentially, this is a breakup song for me. Let's go ahead and come out the gate with that. So I dated like my high school sweetheart into the freshman year of college. We made it all the way through the freshman year of college. And it was like right at the beginning of that summer that we broke up. And so like the night where we broke up, I was at her house. And like, as I'm driving away, I just throw, I just like hit, you know, mass 
play all on and this was like the first song that came on and just as i'm driving down the road i was battling like should i turn around did i just make a huge mistake you know am i doing the right thing all those all those questions you have whenever you are in like a long relationship and you're choosing to end it or whatever mm-hmm. and then this song comes on and it's just like the the kind of refrain throughout of like mad sounds in your ear kind of like really like hit i know that's not necessarily like the situation in the song, I feel like it's different than what I was going through in that moment, but just it spoke to me on a specific level in that Mm. moment. And it also is the whole album is like a, I'm not sure if it's a breakup song or just like a a longing distance or or album rather. I'm not sure if it's like a longing distance. It's definitely most of the album is about like relationships and the different aspects of, of, you know, falling in and out of them. So there are definitely some parts that of, of this song in particular that apply to like breaking up. But yeah, I think just more so than anything, just hearing like the mad sounds in your ear. And I like related that in, in the moment to like, you know, the mad sounds are telling me to go. But even though because like I knew in that moment, like, no, you know, this it's the relationship has been unofficially done for a while. You know, like we both have kind of checked out. We weren't being great to each other in that point in time. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, we were on again, off again every other week. It's just like not working out. And so, like, I knew, like, the thought of, like, going back and, like, begging for forgiveness and saying it was a mistake was just, like, mad sounds in my ear telling me, you know, telling me wrong. And because of this song, I'm pretty sure I didn't turn around. I kept going. Okay. And so now every time I hear this song, it, like, teleports me back to that moment and that decision. Wow. Okay. I definitely didn't uh, get that that vibe for sure but yeah like that's uh i i enjoy that song especially like the little part at the end the ooh la 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 ooh la 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 ooh it's just a, it's a great song by itself yeah yeah it really absolutely is. Yeah. Like it's, it's really that. a testament that the fact that like in my head, the song is related to like one of the biggest breakups of my life and I, it doesn't like immediately depress me or put me in like a weird mood. Whenever, like I, I'm still just like, it makes me think of it, but it's also been, you know, a decade on essentially from that point. But still, it's just at any time it comes on, I'm singing along, I'm smiling. Yeah. Even, if I do, even if those moments and that connection still pops up in my head, I think the, the song is just so great that I can't help but sing along. Yeah, Absolutely. Speaking of songs singing along to, 12 Gauge, Donkey Butt. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, so whenever I told you I was singing along to all the songs, I was singing along to this one despite myself. Uh I do it. I do what you said. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. Look at them donkey butt, them big old legs. Ain't too hard to bet. Ain't no shame in the game. Don't break down, break like James, please. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> I like how in the middle of the song he does he like says please and like mm-hmm. that's part of like one of the ver- and it like busts out the <laughs> yeah like in the middle. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a fun kind of silly song. I'm interested. I was I've, this whole week I've been super interested in like what is what is what, the meaning the, for you with this? What's the connection with this song? Okay, so let me pull up my notes on this song real quick. All right, so Donkey Buck by 12 Gauge uh, came out in 1994. And um, he is, in fact, a Georgia rapper, uh, Mm -hmm. a a Georgia uh, DJ that became a rapper. But his style was uh, he chose to do the Florida bass music. So for me, I grew up in South Georgia, Savannah area, down that way. Around that time as as a kid, elementary kid or whatever, that's when the Tootsie Roll came out. 
the butterfly, all the Florida-based dance music was out. And this song came out. And again, parts of the lyrics now, I ain't know what the hell I was listening to or dancing to. <laughs> all I heard was, look at those donkey button, them big old lids. So I was just a kid just having my best time, my best life. And it just, it transported me back to that era of when music was just fun, silly. We so, just go to the dances and like, you know, anytime there was like a family function or a barbecue or the radio, like they play, like the radio in South Georgia is so different than the radio here in Atlanta. Whereas like they play, they play more variety down there than they do up here, honestly. Um, so, hmm. you know, you could call the local DJ down there and they'll pick up the phone and be like, hey, what, 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 what's your request? Like, hey, can you play that that Dunkin' Butt song? All right, man, we got you. And, you know, about 30 minutes later, the song will come on the radio. So, it just it just takes me back to that time. So there yeah. is an actual dance because to me it felt like this was kind of like you said. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I might be way off base, but it felt like it was almost like poking fun at like the like mm-hmm. rap songs that had like dances. Because that was I will say that was just like a little bit like whenever that was like mm-hmm. like this. You said this is ninety four, right? And like yeah. around this time, that was like whenever I was born essentially. Yeah. So that was like just right before my time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I miss yeah. I miss that era of like all yeah. every song having its own <laughs> dance and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Had that, having his own little dance and having his, you know, his own little vibe. And like I said, this is around the time where Florida-based music was taken off. So you got like the Loops and the Six and Nine Boys and uh, Ninety Five South and all of them. So everything was like super bass heavy, party heavy, party driven music. And growing up, just when I hear that song, that's one of the deep cuts from that era. Because you, you know, they still play the Tussie Roll stuff, you know, to this day. But you really don't hear Donkey Butt. Like I've that. never heard it. <laughs> for this playlist. So no, I did ask a couple a couple coworkers that are a little bit older than me and I had to like <laughs> I had to sing the chorus for them. Let me ride that don't get don't get for them to be like, oh that song. Yeah, I remember that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which those reactions alone just made me laugh. But yeah, it, I mean, it's it was just so fun and silly. Like I said, it just really it, it brings you back to my childhood. It just makes you think about all those days, you know, growing up down there and just being a kid living my best life and just having a good old time just it's enjoying that nostalgia music. hit it's a super nostalgia hit it just transport transports me back to like my old apartment complex and playing with the kids in the neighborhood on the playground and somebody would bring out a radio and you know <laughs> just like you know we had sorry radio is a device that had <laughs> antennas on it <laughs> i know you're not explaining that to me it. right you're explaining no, no, to no, the no, audience no, no. It's to the audience not to okay me. but like and you can transfer and it wasn't connected to the wi-fi it was connected to the <laughs> the radio waves, so you know, so you know, somebody would bring out a boombox and you know, they was play the radio, and those are the kind of songs that would come on the radio around that time. So, um, I was, I had some nostalgia hits for sure, and then I actually, I was like, what was that one song, that Donkey Butt song? And I thought it was by another artist or whatever, and I just randomly typed in Donkey Butt just to see what came up, and I finally found a song. I was like. That's that song. I've been looking for this song for years. So I finally found it this week. <laughs> Cause like just just the chorus alone is like yeah, that's part of gets me. And like and it's it, so and, catchy. It's way catchier than it has any right to be. In absolutely. My, in my opinion. Yeah. And like, like, it's, like it's so silly, man. It's such a it's, silly song. It's so silly. And then like for them to like flip the James Brown sample. I will say I am proud of myself that I pretty much immediately knew he meant James Brown. Yes. Whenever it's like you know, he talks about because he just says James in the song. Yep. The first, mm-hmm. like whenever he says it in the intro, I was like, "Who the hell is James?" And then, like by the, by the time the song was done, I was like, "Oh, James Brown." Duh. <laughs> That's why I pat myself on the back because you know I don't always catch those. Well, I guess I will say my final three picks are all kind of in that same vein of like 
nostalgia hits for me just for like different reasons. So I'll just go ahead and I'll start with my, my third pick. Free Fallen by Tom Petty. A little bit before my time, but it's, it's one of those classic songs you still hear all over the place. Uh, came out in 1989 off the album Full Moon Fever. And for me, where this transports me back to was whenever I was in high school and I had just got my license, just got a car. Mm-hmm. And like I'm sure a lot of people, whenever they first turn 16 and get their license and have a, have a, the freedom to just hop in and drive wherever they want to like ask their mom or have their friends pick them up or anything like that. I would just ride around just sometimes for, you know, a couple hours a day on the week, just ride through the parks, ride, ride through town, blasting music usually. And Mm -hmm. this is one of those songs that like, again, it's one of those songs you just, it's kind of ubiquitous. You hear it all over the place. You hear it in stores, you hear it on the radio. And it's just, it's one of those classic songs. For some reason, though, I love, still to this day, love belting this song out at like the top of my lungs, just like <laughs> hoarse after just like one sing through of it, right? And the first time I like really did that was whenever I was like first driving around just by myself, middle of the summer, windows down, just 55 down the highway, and I'm free. You know, just like <laughs> trying to like kill the song and my voice. Um, like I remember, you know, girlfriend at the time, her like us both like duetting it together, you know, blasting it with friends in the car. It's just, I don't just, anytime I hear this song, it immediately kind of like you were saying, it just immediately transports me back to that era of my life. It's just that, that freedom, the lack of responsibility, mm-hmm. just the, the youthful, nativity of just being like the world is a great place and i'm gonna be the best thing ever and then you know i don't have all the real world like depressing facts <laughs> drilled into my head yet um yeah, no, man, that extra just, responsibilities no, no responsibilities you know just go to school get good grades don't crash the car i'm cruising down the street in and that, that was it you know and <laughs> nice. yeah man it's in addition to just being a great song just like i said just every time i hear it it just immediately i'm like right back in that old lincoln whatever kind of lincoln car was my first car was this old lincoln like town car type oh wow this, she, she so you, you got a boat then it was a car. boat man v8 <laughs> terrible gas mileage oh yeah I'd get like ten to fifteen dollars at a time, and that'd last me like a day and a half. Jeez, <laughs> I think I like fifteen miles of the gallon. But oh, I loved man. it, especially with the uh, free fall and blasting. Oh yeah, I bet, I bet, yeah. So that that song is always a classic, and that uh, again, definitely before my time, but even after my time, really, um, it was like one of those songs that it kind of happened upon me. You know, working in retails, those songs I kept playing over and over and over again, or I decided to go out, go out with friends and we go to a bar, you know, no matter how hard I try to forget, I'm still in Georgia. So, you know, we're going to have those kind of, you know, th- those kind of bars that, you know, you'll go to and free fall and somebody will put that on there. That being said, I belted it out many a times, but because I have a sophomore brain, you know how to change the lyrics to free balling, right? <laughs> 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 it's a great song if you're gonna change it up that way it's a great song to play like just as you step out of the shower and yep. you see like the towel crack you know yep. I'm free free balling <laughs> I'll just make myself laugh <laughs> 
Well, now I'll probably have that in addition to my nostalgia. Every time it comes, I'll be a CBS and be like, Terry, free balling over here. You're welcome. It's the least I can do. Thank you. <laughs> uh, word of pro tip. When you're forced to listen to a song many a times in a row, like at work or willingly, sometimes the change of the lyrics kind of just, you know, gives it a little extra life. Maybe it makes things a little bit more tolerable. Yeah. Uh, makes it, it makes it not terrible to listen to for the one millionth, seven hundred thousandth, blah, 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 blah time. Exactly. Exactly. So well, before we jump to the of, next one, though, since yes. we're, I think we're halfway through right here. Do you want to want to take a quick break? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. OK. All right. I got to pee. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was waiting for us to get at least through five of them. <laughs> Hey guys, we're coming to you today with a request. If you've been liking the show so far, it would help immensely if you could rate us and leave a review. This helps us get highlighted on different platforms and allows new listeners to find us. This also helps us know what content you guys enjoy and what you want to see more of. High ratings and reviews, of course, you know, help us grow the podcast and connect other people to the joys of listening to music. Now, you can have a hand in growing this community simply by letting us know your thoughts. And thank you sincerely for all the support that we've already received. Yep. What he said. Now I'm just playing. But seriously, though, uh, thank you for supporting us no matter how you do it. And again, rating and reviewing will help us on whatever platform you're on or whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. Just, you know, leave us a review and, you know, share us with your friends and family. And also, more importantly, keep on listening. Good now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Much better. All right. And we are back from we're break. Back. We're 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 back. All right. So. Uh, the next song I'm going to bring up is a very interesting one, um, how I stumbled across the song. But it is it, it has become a song that is super near and dear to my heart, and I listen to this song more often than I care to admit. But it's very good, and I love the meaning behind it. And the song I'm referring to is The Beloved Dream On from the album Conscious. Um, I do really, really like this song, man. It's It's very soundscapey esque in a way like it's, it's yeah. kind of ethereal, <laughs> yeah, ethereal. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to sharita um don't kill me sharita <laughs> but yeah man it's I, just the quality of this song is this was another one of my favorites out of yeah picks. yeah so the beloved um so i used to work um i, I took like a little seasonal part-time job to get some extra cash um, and at the time I was working at, um, at Macy's and they had, uh, another song by the beloved called Sweet Harmony playing. And I was like, okay, I kind of like this song. It's, you know, it's, it's, you know, electronic, you know, everybody knows by now I love electronic music. So I was like, okay, it's kind of cool. Let me, you know, Shazam this or Soundhound it or whatever I used back then. Um, so I found uh, the album, uh, Conscience and I listened to the whole album. And as I'm listening to the album, there's a couple songs I'm like, okay, eh, not really my thing, and a couple couple songs that really stuck. And this is one of the one one of the songs that definitely stuck with me, uh, "Dream On" by The Beloved. Uh, the song originally came out in 1993, oh. um, but um, it was I didn't discover it until like much later, to like 2014 ish or whatever. So it's an older song, and um, you'll see a theme here that I'm noticing about myself. Um, 
this is another husband and wife duo for the UK. <laughs> you have a weird like addiction or, or I don't know, sixth sense or I magnetism guess. to these groups, man. I have no idea how, but John and Helena Marsh uh, from London. Uh, this is like their thing, and typically in following the hybrid situation, it was another member that led that left the band, and then they got together and they released this album conscious together. And um, there's not really much information about the beloved. Um, there, no, there, just to be clear, this is the beloved from the UK. There is a beloved from North Carolina and the United States. That's a totally different band, but this is the one from the UK. And with them, they started off as like a post grunge, like kind of sound more Rocky sort of beat. And then they eventually evolved into like they just did a hard pivot and just went straight into the dance electronic scene. And his voice, the way he sung on Dream On, is the same way he sung on the rock songs with mm-hmm. that very soft kind of just whisper tones and that kind of thing. How he was, it's just, I don't know, it's just weird juxtaposition. Like I like how the beat is like thumping, but he's just kind of just like very softly speaking with it and the mixing on that is pretty great too i noticed that as well it is it is the juxtaposition just like kind of keeps you engaged but then just the mixing on that is like i feel like i don't know i'm not a sound engineer but i feel like that's a little bit harder to do whenever you have that softer tones yeah absolutely absolutely and then um ultimately it's the lyrics that got to me so it's one of those songs that like i like i was listening to it and i kept singing the song with the chorus and i was like what the heck is this guy you talk like i couldn't understand the whispers so i looked up the the lyrics and i started singing the lyrics along with them i was like this is great like this is like a good motivational thing because i love the electronic sound i love the soundscapiness of it and the ultimate uh purpose of the song is don't stop dreaming dream on you know never stop believing so I use that as my like, not mantra per se, but you know I like to put it on every now and then to remind myself that hey, you're not crazy. Just keep keep pushing, keep pushing. Yeah, you know, man. I do love that. Yeah. And I also just want to say, you said this came out in 93? Yeah, that surprises me a little bit because this has a very modern sounding electronic sound. They were very much opinion. ahead of the time. Very yeah, I, like if you had told me this came out 2018, I'd have been like, "Yeah, that that tracks." Mm-hmm. So yeah, ahead of their time by like two decades. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, I, I, this this is one of my favorite joints on that album. And um, again, it is electronic, and they kind of have some songs that kind of make you, you know, kind of has has that little oomph oomph sound. Um, and I actually went back and watched a few music videos to prepare for this episode to try to explain the beloved. And um, no, I can't. I can't explain it. This guy is weird. Um, like the like the song "Sweet Harmony" is dope. It's nice. It's like it's it's smooth. It's a smooth kind of song. And then the music video is just John, the lead singer, the lead vocal guy, and I don't know fifty other naked women. The entire video, he's naked. She, all the ladies are naked. That's the whole video. And I'm just like, oh, did okay. you say it's a husband and wife duo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so she kind of came to the, the play uh, later on, and like now ex-wife now, but um, mm. according to the interwebs or whatever. But uh, at the time of this recording, but yeah, so because like she came in and joined the group, and you know that whole thing happened. But but yeah, it's that. And then I thought that was just a one-off thing, and then I saw another video, and again, he's naked, about fifty other naked women in the video for a different song. Maybe he's so just like, an exhibitionist. 
That's what I was kind of. That's kind of vibe I was getting. And then like there's another song where it's like outer space girl where they try to be. It, okay, slight tangent, but it is very hilarious to me when you go back and watch like the seventies and eighties. Their portrayal of what the future is supposed to be is like a lot of a lot of aluminum foil and like a lot of hard angles for no reason. Yeah, and that's what that's what that video was for outer space girls. Just like let's just put every color that doesn't match. Let's put that together and just have. Feather wings and aluminum foil and stuff everywhere, like outer space. Ooh, it was like all that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, this is weird. Super trippy. Um, it, it, again, you can enjoy the music uh, normally, but if you were to have some sort of enhancement of your choice, I was, you yeah. may enjoy it better. I was going to say, definitely <laughs> just hearing the music, I would imagine it lends itself to, yeah, to an enhanced experience if you have the tools to do that at your disposal. <laughs> and we're going to leave it at that. We're going to leave it at that <laughs> for our own legal safety. Facts. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we will move right along to my next pick. My next pick is don't stop believing by journey. And if you don't know this song, who are you? Who are you? Did Where you grow up you in like a cave? <laughs> <laughs> with, with no music for the last 20, 30 years. Like, where have you been? Um, yeah. This is another, just a, a lot like Tom Petty and even When the Children Cry. This is definitely one of those songs I feel like you hear come on the radio all the time. You hear it in grocery stores and different shopping areas that just have, you know, generic radio playing or whatever. You hear it in movies. You hear it in TV you hear it series. In movies. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great song. Like, mm-hmm. I imagine this was definitely one of the ones whenever you said you were also singing along to all the songs, this was probably one of the ones you were like really getting into. Cause it just lends itself to just like going ham. Mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> Steve, uh, Steve Perry, I believe is the singer. If I'm not misremembering his name. Um, he's such a good singer. I almost, I almost picked this song for our vocal performance playlist battle episode just because. Oddly enough, um, I had another song by Journey, uh, Wheels in the Sky. Uh, oh, that's a, that, that is there. a good one. That's a I good song, I love that too. song. Just Steve, Steve Perry is a phenomenal singer. And this, I mean, there's so many songs that showcase that, but this is this is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, why I picked this song was, again, this is, like I said before, this is kind of a nostalgia hit for me, but a very specific nostalgia hit in that this was, so I played football through all of middle school and high school. And somewhere, I don't remember if it started in like middle school or if it wasn't until we got to high school. But anytime as a team, we were on the bus driving to an away game, you would have an entire bus of 14, 15, 16, 17 year old (laughs) kids as a group singing this song word for word, verbatim, people trying to hit those high notes, just uh, (laughs) a... Uh, this is your just hype a, song. Just a it wasn't even like a hype song. It was just a song that everyone knows and is so fun to sing along. And like, I don't know, you didn't play sports in high school, right? You were unfortunately, I didn't. So I this, have, well, didn't. I'll just to explain to you. There's definitely like on a game day, especially if it's like an away game, you have nerves and you're you're anxious and you're like you're excited to go play, right? Mm-hmm. That. Like can kind of if if you have that over the span of like eight ten hours of like through the normal school day and then driving to wherever you're playing because usually you know games aren't until later in the evening so you have like an entire day of just like your nerves kind of being like 
wound up and you're just like looking for that release. This was like kind of like a venting a little bit for me, at least that's how I looked at it is we was like, you know, just kind of take the edge off the nerves a little bit, get out of our heads. So we're not just like constantly, you know, thinking over every little thing we need to be doing in the game, blah, blah, blah. And just kind of like get out of our heads for a, a short moment of time. Um, we would even have it where like different people, it would be like, like callback or like, like back and forth almost. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, um, one guy, like one guy uh, out of the entire bus might do the, I see you're in a smoke room. And then the entire rest of the team would be like, smell of <laughs> wine and cheap perfume. Like, and we would just like, they would just, we would just do that. And it was just different people would just pipe up and just like take over. And it was just so fun. And literally like every single song or every single away game rather for like four years, the song was sung. Um, there was another song, a rap song that was also sung pretty often, but I, it didn't quite like, I didn't think about it until like after I'd already like listened to don't stop believing a few times. So I decided to go with this one, mm-hmm. but yeah, man. So just anytime this song comes on, it just brings a smile to my face. And I picture like my buddy, like sitting in the chair next to me and him piping up whenever it's like, you know, just the one dude singing and he's trying to hit the high note and then everyone else just comes in, even though he's, you know, none of us were great singers for the most part. So like, yeah, it's just, it's just great, stupid, like kid stuff. Fun. I don't know. It just it puts a smile on my face to think back to those moments. That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. So the, the, this is one of those songs that happened, happened on to me later in life. And I was like, Oh, who is this journey people? I've never heard of them before. And I did a whole little greatest hits uh, playlist thing. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of digging them. So this is one of those songs definitely that I recognize in all kinds of different formats. And um, when I hear this song, I always think about The Sopranos. That's what I think about. Uh, are you familiar with the show at all? I'm familiar, but I have not watched a single episode. Okay. I didn't watch it at all. Uh, I just know that. Okay, spoiler alert for like, a, I don't know how many decades old that show is. It's, but. it's coming up on two. Okay, okay. So if you don't know what happened at the end or whatever. So I never watched the show, but I know people hated the ending. So I'm aware of that as well, yeah. Yeah, but this was the song that was playing. Mm. So it was like, don't stop believing. Hold on to the Don't stop. Cut. <laughs> Right to black at that point. Oh, so man. I was just like, I was like, mm. so the whole time I'm listening to this on the playlist, I, I keep thinking it's going to stop, but then it just keeps on fading. So fading up, I was thinking in my head that the song ended at don't stop, but no, it, keeps, it kept on fading. But yeah, so I, I, that, that's a little memory I have attached to that one. That's so, pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not for people who are fans of the show, but for you and me right now, that's pretty fun. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Pretty I, dope. I will just want to say real quick this, I feel like this song, because we, kind of at work recently switched the radio to just like 80s hits mm-hmm. and of course for the last you know week to two weeks i've been listening to the playlist pretty regularly so i'm hearing this song like every day or at least every other day multiple times usually and then i go to work and then this song comes on like three or four times in the day and like after like the third or fourth day of us playing the 80s playlist or whatever i was like man is this song like i love this song but i'm starting to feel like it's haunting me a little bit i'm hearing it everywhere <laughs> That is so true. That is so true. And like, I'm like, why you're like, wait a minute, like, am I singing along to this right now? Dude, like that happened to me so many times. I'm like, why do I know this song? And then I'm like, knowing it word for word. And I'm like, why am I downloading this? Like, why do I buy this CD? Why is this playing on my car right now? Exactly. <laughs> it just follows me everywhere I go. <laughs> so, 
Okay, well, uh, the next song is the song that I told you that when you hear it, you're going to automatically know what the meaning of the song is about and the meaning, the the memory I have attached to it. And that's Lady Ray, Lady the Band, Sweet Lady. I did love this song too, man. This song is... It's so sweet. It's such a sweet, beautiful song, dude. Yeah, I love it. So um, this is... the This is a... Okay, so quick backstory. Back in the late 1900s, the late 1998 to be specifically, Missy Elliott had an artist called Nicole Ray. And uh, she had a song that was very popular called Make It Hot. I got what you want. I got what you need. You know, that song or whatever. Um, So... She basically became like she dropped one album and she tried to have another second album, but it never really came out. And around this time, I was like, huh, whatever, whatever happened to Nicole Ray? And I went down a little rabbit hole and I was like, Nicole Ray is Lady, huh? So then I ended up listening to this band called Lady. And at the time, it was Nicole Ray and another lady named uh, Terry Walker. So it was a duo uh, for their first album. Uh, so it's her and Terry Walker singing this song, uh, Sweet Lady. Um, so I'm like, okay, I like this song. And then um, she eventually, Terry Walker ended up leaving Lady the band. And then Nicole Ray changed her name to Lady Ray. And now she's still performing music. And uh, she left the contemporary sound and started doing um, 60s and 70s era inspired music um, going forward. And she actually released an album this year or late last year called Peace of Me. And it's so phenomenal. So phenomenal. Such a good album. Uh, so for those who like the traditional R&B sound, like with live instrumentation, give Lady Ray a listen. But um, I'm going to have to check more of her stuff out. Or oh, more, yeah. more of their yeah. stuff, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just her now. So, um, but, but as far as this particular album, um, Lady... Uh, this I listened to that album and then I uh, came across this song called "The Song Sweet Lady" and I automatically thought about my mom. And, I mean, how can you not? <laughs> right, absolutely. So and it just it just like kicks you right in the feels. And uh, the specific member I have attached to it is um, a while back um, we did a surprise birthday party for my grandma um, and who never really had one. And unfortunately, I couldn't get off work to go down there to actually be at the event, but I got commissioned to put together a CD for her. And this is the song, mm-hmm. one of the, one of the songs that immediately was like the first song I put on the list. And once I um, uh, sent the CDs out and I mailed it out there to, you know, my family, whatever, and everybody loved this song. And my, even my mom, like she still loved the song to this day. So, you know, being a child of divorce and, you know, seeing everything that my mom went through as a single mom, um, uh, stuff that, at the wonderful age of somewhere in my thirties, I'm just now starting to comprehend the stress and stuff that she was going through. But as a kid, I never knew um, because she protected me and made sure I had, you know, made sure I was a kid uh, for the most part. So man, our know, mom's just great. Yeah. Yeah. The good moms are good. The I'll good moms are good. Yeah. The, yeah. the good moms are good. And the ones that, you know, do a lot, you know, to keep food on the table, to, Make sure that you're taken care of, fed, clothed, and shelter you from all the bullshit of the world. You know, um, it, 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 it means a lot. Because, um, like I said, child of divorce, it was just me and her. And she was working, I believe, two jobs and going to school and had no car and was walking back and forth for everything. 
And then if I had some kind of after school program, we still we found some way to get there. So um, if that's uninspirational, like what is, you know, ex- exactly. So, you know, if your mom, grandma or auntie or whoever is still here, let them play this off of them. It, 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 it'll mean a lot to them. So that's where that came from. That is just like I said, man, that's such a sweet song. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I said I might like at the at the top of this episode. I said I, it might change on what my favorite. Uh, you had all the all your picks are so good. So I, I don't. I'm gonna rescind my previous statement of of what my favorite is. They're all my favorites. <laughs> so it really depends on like the mood, man. Because like, man, yeah, like you said, just you hear this song and just immediately, now, I, I I was blessed to not be a child of divorce, but my mom did work and go to school and still made sure that. You know, I made it to all my football games. I made it to all my sporting events. I made it to all any after school curricular stuff. I had all the supplies I needed. I had the clothes I needed. Like just seeing that and just like you hear this song and you just immediately, for me at least, brings you back to all those moments. And it's just, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's impossible to hear this song and not get some kind of feels, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, and the singing, you know, the song itself is just like really, really good. Oh, like even the vocals outside of are it. bomb. Are you kidding? Man, me? They are like, balling, balling, singing that dumb lady song. They asses off with that song. Yeah. So we take our hats out to all the mothers out there because they are all such sweet ladies. Yes, love you, mama. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I guess we will move on to my last pick. Mm-hmm. That is Tame Impala's. Feels like we only go backwards off of their 2012 album, Alonerism. So, before you jump into it, when you said uh, Mad Sounds was your breakup song, I was thinking the Tame Impala was your breakup song. Really? Because it seems like... It does, again, okay, this does have kind of a... Lyrically. Some kind of, lyrically has those connotations, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I could, because you know, like I, I like Kevin Parker and I love you know what he does with Tame Impala and all of that. This is definitely one of the songs where the mixing, I was like, dude, like you got to turn the vocals up a little bit. <laughs> like it was kind of hard to hear with all the all the all the stuff going on. Um, so I had to look at the lyrics of that one too, and I, I definitely heard that feels like we're going backwards. But then it was like we feel like I'm going backwards, baby, and I was just like, oh, so this is a relationship thing. So. When you said Mad Sounds was your breakup song, this is a song that I was like, okay, I bet you this is a breakup song for him. So I don't know what it is. I could be totally wrong. I could be totally right. I don't know. It could be something completely different. But this is the, the I was shocked that Mad Sounds was nope. the breakup one. It, it, yep, Mad Sounds is the only only breakup song for my selections. Um, mm-hmm. This is similar to Free Fallen. This is a song that kind of like just teleports me back in time to a specific like era of my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's a little cheesy so don't don't hate me too much but it's the era that it's not just because of this but it is the era where you and me became friends mm-hmm. it was like my first two to three years of college this was that was like right around the time like i think it was like going into my sophomore year of college i kind of discovered tamar because i had a buddy who was like super big on him and i'd heard him like listen to to Tame Impala like here and there sporadically, but I had never really like sat down and listened to them. And then uh, it was right around the time I had like my first apartment by myself and I, I discovered them. And this was at the time, I'll admit the mixing is not great. A lot of his mixing on, on his like first couple albums are mm-hmm. 
a little subpar, but yeah. it's such a what's the word? Such there's so many different sound. Like even back then, I knew that this was like something special. Especially after learning that this was just if you didn't know, this is one dude, Kevin Parker, records all of these sounds. Everything does everything himself. Whenever he goes mm-hmm. and tours live, he has another band that plays the different parts. But whenever he's recording for an album, every single instrument, every single sound is one dude alone. Uh-huh. so much skill to go into that. It kind of blows my mind, just especially again, like I said, with just all the different sounds laid on top. I could remember, I do remember having a discussion with you whenever we were way back in the day when we were working together. And I shared, I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm really big on this band right now. And I don't remember if it was this song or, cause there's several songs that I really love from this era of Tame Impala, but I know I sent one to you. You never heard of them before that. And then you like went down kind of a Tame Impala rabbit hole from what I remember. And you're, you mm-hmm. came back like the next day and you're like, yeah, so I listened to like both albums that you guys out and they are great. And like, yeah. <laughs> I know at that point in time, I'm pretty sure we were already like very friendly with each other. We were like already, there was a, a budding friendship growing but i think for me in my memory at least that was like kind of the the key turning point of like oh man no this guy musically at least he gets it we're on like the same we're on the same wavelength and i think like you kind of that was like around the same conversation where like we swapped like alt j and you were like hot chip and we just like it just spawned us like bouncing back and forth like oh have you heard of this song or this group and like anytime i hear this song or really it's not just this song it's any of those like kind of one of the more popular songs from his like first two albums kind of takes me back to both that moment and just like sitting around and like, like I said, like my first apartment, first two apartments really. And one thing we would do is we would have like our PlayStation or or whatever console we had at the time plugged up to our TV. And we would Mm -hmm. just, we pulled up YouTube on the, on the console, but with our phones, you could connect through like the Wi-Fi through your phone and you could just like make a playlist on the spot and just add songs. And we would do that. And it'd be, you know, which throughout the night, like once the playlist would get near like the last couple songs, someone would hop on their phone and add a few more. And mm-hmm. Tame Impala was like always almost in those rotations. And so there's just a lot of the songs. Um, but this one in particular, I feel like just kind of teleports me back to like just sitting around an apartment with no furniture, but, a little entertainment stand in the TV playing this. And that's like all we had. And we're just like making do. And just that like young, like I'm an adult. I'm like, I'm starting to figure out life and like what all responsibilities being an adult has, but it's Mm -hmm. still just like, you're like, right. You know, you're right there. The young adult is like a line where we were like, you still like got some toes in, like you're not fully, especially since I was still in college, you know, my parents helping me out with my living situation and stuff like that. It wasn't like I was fully like, my own adult paying for everything, like having like all of life's responsibilities, but I was getting like my first taste of it and all of the anxiety and excitement and just, I don't, I don't know. It kind of blows up your head a little bit. I feel like in that moment we were like, I'm an adult. I can do what I want. <laughs> you know, and this song, this song takes me back to that, that Dude. combined with just our, the, it also makes me think, like I said, of, of our budding friendship and, and how we got to here where we are today. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, wow. Okay, that's oh. <laughs> like I said, it's a little cheesy. So don't, don't hate me for it. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, that's a, that's the whole point of the different memories and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Wow, I'm actually somewhat speechless on a 
audio podcast, which is weird for me. Um, <laughs> but I will say that, uh, yeah, you, you definitely got me into Tame Impala, and then also simultaneously another friend got me into Tame Impala as well. And because I remember, because <laughs> like you got me into them, and then I was telling my friend, I was like, dude, have you ever heard of this band called Tame Impala? And, and then his response was, Tell me the one I told you to listen to. I was like, "Oh yeah, that one." So I recommended something that he's supposed to record that he recommended me because I had forgot. So because I had got a mix up in my head, I was like, "Oh well, shit, yeah, yeah, they're great." So, I finally listened to them. When you yeah, I finally listened to them. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like this song too. Um, it feels like feels like we only go backwards. Is, is a dope song. They also, I had the pure pleasure of getting to see him live. Uh, at the end of maybe it was like the uh, sometime in like the end of 2021 or 2022 beginning of 2022 i feel like i don't quite remember it was like over a year ago i know that and man does he put on a great show i was uh, gonna say if you ever get a chance so to go see john paula the the light show he puts on is like pretty great i am so jealous of that you should That's be dope. it's pretty awesome <laughs> everyone should be until you go and see it yourself you should feel awesome. jealous to the to the point where you want to go see him. Everyone should go see him. Facts. Yes. Okay. So I'm interested because this one this one you had some context added, right? I was wondering if yes. you were going to save this one for last or if you were going to throw this in the middle. I wanted to say this for last because there's a lot that goes with this one. So um, okay. So my last pick is the art of noise moments in love. Okay. See, I wasn't sure which which one of these was going to be the song. Okay, so the, the the song the the original song is by Art of Noise, and the song is called Moments in Love, and and it came out. I had to look this up because <laughs> you looked it up before me. Huh? Oh, I look just <laughs> I looked up when it came out, and it's, this song yes. came out in like 80, 86, 87? 85. 85. 85. Yes, which surprised much like uh, Dream On. This song does not necessarily have like it, it could if you had told me the like if I just listened to it once, you're like, oh yeah, that song came out last year. I'd be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. So this is another another uh, band that was ahead of its time in the eighties, looking forward with the futuristic sound and the you know the the uh, advancement and keyboards and computers and such. So they definitely pushed the envelope of what is basically like with the art of noise. They're very highbrow when it comes to art. So they when they were out, they challenged what is considered traditional or not traditional. So a lot of their music. It doesn't follow the traditional format of, you know, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, breakdown. It didn't follow that at all. And then a lot of their songs didn't have lyrics. They just had like a rift. And they just kind of just ran with that. And that rift became part of the, you know, the song or whatever. Or they'll get somebody to guest on it, but they won't use all the vocal. They'll use like part of it and then like just manipulate it. And that would be that. So... So um, and they were, they were kind of gimmicky around the time because like this is like this song was off of the album Who's Afraid of the Art of Noise and it was all about like who's the art of noise do you know them you know they're like trying to be hip and like you know mysterious like you know who's behind the curtain kind of you know, build, right, build up that mystique yeah build up that mystique again following the theme again I'm not this is I'm learning something about myself this is another band from the UK. <laughs> So apparently, I was born in the wrong country. Apparently, because <laughs> I mean, just sonically, like my brain is like across the pond somewhere. Um, so they're from the UK, and um, the Art of Noise consisted of two members: Anne Dudley, and then JJ. I'm going to mispronounce the last name. 
I would say Jessalik, Jessalik, JJ Jessalik. So those are the founding members I already know. To my understanding, they're just platonic. They never got married, as far as I know. So that kind of breaks that that trajectory <laughs> with all the other bands that I like. Um, but ultimately, I I would hear this song listening to the radio. Um, late, late, like, okay, let me rewind back. Back in the late 1900s, when the radio was a big deal, um, late night they would ha- always have like a little program called the Quiet Storm, where they would play like the slower music or the more sensual songs, if you would. And Art of Noise would be one of the songs that they'll play. They'll play the radio version. They won't play the whole ten minutes. I was going to say, there's no way they played a whole ten minutes no. song. No, 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 no. Back no, on the radio wasn't. in the day, there's no way. <laughs> no, no. What? No, how no, long no. is the radio version? How, it's like four minutes. It's like oh, four okay. minutes. Normal, yeah, four minutes. Normal average song length. Exactly. Exactly. So, and there is a music video for this song. I'm not going to make you watch it. I watched it, and I was like, "What the hell am I watching right now?" Um, it's basically it's like the theme of the music video is. The tortoise and the hare. However, there's a guy in a turtle shell suit, not like not, not, not a suit suit, but like 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 an actual dress suit. But the pattern is like like turtle tortoise shell. shell. And then the, the lady was kind of like in more white, whatever. But there are also they were figure skating. And all of this was happening on an ice stage where the judges were also sitting in the middle of the rink weird aristocratic extra makeup and poofy white hair and they were judging the figure skaters while the art of noise was playing live on their keyboards moments of love and i sat there and watched that whole video and i was just like okay this is not the video i thought was gonna match the song <laughs> but in an interview i watched uh, i watched with them uh they actually said she actually detested having music videos because she said she wanted you to have the imagination. So she didn't want it necessarily like she don't believe in a literal translation of a music video because you just listen to the music and then interpret it yourself. But they also have to do music videos because in the eighties, that's when MTV and all that stuff was coming up. So they had to do it. So it was again, highbrow, whatever. So this is just super abstract stuff. Essentially sounds like, like we got to have a music video. We're going to make it make no sense. Exactly. Exactly. Just because we can. So this is, the backstory of who Art of Noise is and all that stuff. The reason why it's so important to me is because that pattern, I've heard that... Dun, 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 dun. I've heard that so literally my entire life. And then I'm just like, huh. And then I would hear it in other songs, and other people's songs, and that's how I learned about, oh, they can use that same pattern? Huh, interesting. So this song, it was kind of like the subliminal catalyst that got me into producing music. And oh, that's what kind of really opened my mind. Because you heard people sampling it. I heard people sampling it. And I kept hearing that melody. And kind of, it always was an earwormy thing. And then when I first got my very first keyboard, that was one of the first patterns, one of the first chords I tried to uh, replicate by pressing the keys. Dun, 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 dun. And I would like try to like, you know, play by ear and try to figure that out. Because mm-hmm, I was like, I got to mm-hmm. learn how to play this. Because it, it always just stuck in my head. So... At the time, I didn't know it was art or noise, but then, you know, as I started learning more, you know, researching and talking to, you know, adults about it, they were just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's called Art and Noise, Moments in Love. And I was like, really? So, and I finally heard the original song. Somebody gave me, like, a CD or whatever with it on it at the time. And I listened to it, and I was just like, oh. So, I would listen to all 10 minutes of it because I would study the subtle changes in each 
like uh, like 16 measures or so or whatever. It wasn't mm-hmm. like exactly that. But I will study the different subtle changes. Like it'll be a part where uh, it's very repetitious. However, there are subtle changes. Like the baseline will switch up. The hi-hats will speed up. Hi-hats will slow down. They will add in this part. They'll take that part out. Then it's the part where they cut out, you know, like that that middle part. They just cut that out entirely in the radio version. Um, and it, like that, doom, 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 like that whole part. Mm-hmm. So they added that into it. So I'm listening. I was like, okay, so that was an interesting progression. And then they added that. <laughs> I don't know why that part. No, no, no. Like the <laughs> ran- <laughs> It was so random. It's like, so random. And like eight <laughs> listens in like i've already heard the song like eight nine times right it still would catch me off guard i'd have it playing it'd be in the background all of a sudden it'd be like no no i mean like jump and look around like what the hell is that exactly exactly and and when i heard when i heard that part it definitely like recently when i heard that part it definitely reminded me of like how i was when i was producing music i would literally just I would just like spin the wheel and just like whatever sound effect it landed on. I was like, okay, I'm gonna make a song using this. So and um, and when uh, whenever we bring DJ Candy back boy back on here, we'll talk about it at some point. But yeah, I used to make some crazy stuff. Like I'll just have gunshot go off, go off over here. Uh, I had had a song with dolphins coming up in it and and birds chirping. Whatever it is, whatever sound, whatever made sense, sounded that way. So the context I gave you again. Um, I wanted I, I added three additional songs that feature that same sample, and so you can see how it just kind of just stays with you, yeah. uh, and how hip hop kind of just co-opted this sound from the UK, their electronic progressive abstract sound, and we just fell in love with that. And it was like, oh yeah, we're gonna take this and we're gonna flip it and chop it up and make this beat with it and that beat with it, and then the Tussie Roll version, which I vaguely remember hearing. In 1994, because again, you had like the cassette tapes and they had like the different remixes and stuff like that mm-hmm, with it. Mm-hmm. And I stumbled across it because originally I was going to do Tootsie Roll instead of uh, Donkey Butt. But I was like, huh. So I was going through the Tootsie Rolls. Um, the Hurt original I played out still to this day. Like that one, it was going to be either Tootsie Roll or Bankhead Bounce or Come On Ride the Train, Quad City DJ, somewhere around that area. I wanted to play one of those kind of songs to bring me back to my South Georgia days. And then I came across the Tootsie Roll and then I was like, Set it off remix. I said, why does that sound familiar? And the moment I hit play and I heard, dun, 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 I was like, yes, that's, that's it. it. That's it. So, yeah, I so. was curious listening to the, the last set of songs here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed immediate, kind of pretty immediately um, that, you know, the Moments in Love song was like sampled in the other ones. I was mm-hmm. I, I didn't know if it was like one of the other songs that like used it was mm-hmm. like what was important and like what was meaningful to you and you were just like giving me like this is the sample in these songs but no that's really cool man that like that the the noise of moments in love is what led to you kind of like having an ear for production and like getting into all that yeah it, it awakened the the deconstruction the 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 producer brain i have i guess so yeah, which so that's why i am often jealous of cuz i just I have to put, I feel like maybe not that it's like natural for you, but I feel like I have to put in a little bit more effort to like break down a songs like production and beats and whatnot. Then maybe, yeah. then maybe you, you kind of like naturally kind of key in more towards that. So I'm yeah, always a little I'm, bit jealous whenever you're like, you're asking me like, Hey man, did you catch this? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. 
<laughs> sorry, to, sorry to make you laugh while you're taking a sip over there. I know, right? <laughs> almost had a almost had, almost had an audio uh, spit take over here. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, look, it's just it's just one of those things. Everybody has a gift, and that's just one of mine. I just tend to listen to the music. Um, that's just one of those things. Um, and you're you're forcing me to listen more to lyrics, so now I'm like catching, like now I'm enjoying. We, we definitely are. It, I, I'm sort of just say infecting each other. Maybe that's, yeah. Uh, maybe that's the right way to put it. I don't know. Yeah. No. 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 More no. Influencing no, no, no. each other is probably the nicer way to put it. But no. 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 Infecting is right. I believe it. <laughs> I'm infecting you. It's all cool. Uh, oh, speaking of lyrics. <laughs> so in doing my research for this song, Moments of Love. Has five songwriter credits. What? Why? Five people. <laughs> five people got writing credits for that song. That has to like. Does that <laughs> does that include like composition and stuff? I, it has to because I was like, it's no probably, way. I was like, it has five words in the whole song. <laughs> Let me look here. <laughs> Moments in love. That's three. And that's like that's pretty much it. <laughs> We have those three words repeated. Yeah. Moments in love. No, no, no. See, we, we need a fifth person to come in and tell us it needs to be moments in love. Okay. Right? So is it moments or moments or moments? Right? Like, that's ridiculous. Five people. It had to be for the composition. That's, that's I, I, I insane otherwise. <laughs> If that's for the actual like song, like lyric writing, then they just like brought their boy in and was like, hey man, do you want credit for this song? You want yeah, your name on Wikipedia on. in 20 years and that's a thing? Yep. You get a credit. You get a credit. You get a yeah. credit. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I cracked their laugh. I was it's like, like a group project has. where one person does all the work, but everyone Pretty gets much. their name put on. <laughs> Pretty much. That's exactly what it is. And I saw that. I was like, you got to be kidding. There's five words in this whole damn song and it got five people with writing credits. I don't uh, hear nothing about that. That's hilarious. So, but yeah, these are all the songs that uh you know not all of them, but you know some of the no, songs that 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 have have a little significant meaning to us. So hopefully you got a chance to learn a little bit more about us and our music taste and our music or, origin stories or whatever. And and I'm curious to know what other songs are meaningful to you. So yeah, I'd love to hear what what because it's just one of those things, man. That like music is so like connecting right like it's just Mm -hmm. one of those things it's just like kind of a universal connecting thing between people but it's also it can be such a personal thing as well and i just i love that dichotomy of like it can be a super mega popular song like don't stop believing and everyone has their own personal experiences and takes with it and Mm -hmm. yeah just like like you were saying i would love to hear what songs hold special meanings in in you guys's hearts and minds and and why so you can still follow us, follow us on pretty much all the things that after listen pod. Um, feel free to leave a comment on this video on YouTube, share it with your friends, um, check the show notes for ways, other ways you can support the show. And, you know, ultimately, like I said, it's a communal thing. So these are, you know, songs that have meaning to us. Um, I'm curious if some of the songs that we picked have a different meaning to you or did oh, it yeah, actually, that would be interesting to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Or if it like resurfaced, like a memory that a repressed memory, they're like, Oh wow. It's been so many years since I heard donkey, but that's all made me think about grandma or whatever, you know, whatever. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we got a weird house. <laughs> so, <Anyways>. whatever. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So just, uh, you know, 
feel free to holler at us. Um, Please do. You can know, always you know, check us out on the website too at afterlistenpod.com. Yep. Anyway, keep on listening. We appreciate y'all. Keep on listening. Bye. Bye.